0: Okay, Mark 16, let's go in our Bibles, and uh, I want to read the Easter verses. Maybe you don't know much about the Bible, you're just checking it out. Watch what it says here in Mark 16, really about the first Easter Sunday. It says, on the first day of the week, as the Sabbath was ending, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jacob, and Salome made their way to the tomb. It was very early in the morning as the first streaks of light were beginning to be seen in the sky. They had purchased aromatic embalming spices so they might anoint his body. And they had been asking one another, who can roll away the heavy stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? What has just transpired is Jesus on Friday, he went to the cross and he died for the sins of the world. Now, when he went to the grave, and he died, a man named Joseph of Arimathea actually held the body in a safe place. Mary and Mary had been coming and taking care of his body, and so they're figuring who on this Sunday, early in the morning, can roll away the stone so that we can go in and take care of this dead body, the dead body of our Lord. It's early in the morning, and they're thinking, how in the world are we going to get in? You ever come to your house, and you realize you don't got a key? And you're like, how are we going to get into this key? There's a ring, there's a nest app, there's a ring app here. How are we going to, they're feeling frustrated already before they get to the, to the place of the burial because they know they can't get in. Verse 4, but when they arrived, they discovered that the very large stone had, that had been sealed, the tomb was already rolled away. And as they stepped into the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right, dressed in a long white robe. The women were startled and amazed. But the angel said to them, watch the announcement of Easter. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I know that you're here looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously. Look, see the place where they laid him? Run and tell his disciples, even Peter, that he has risen. He has gone ahead of you into Galilee, and you will see him there just like he told you. I want to preach a message this Easter right down the title. It's called The Day That Changed Everything. The Day That Changed Everything. I think it's an appropriate title as we are in the midst of a culture where everything has just changed. This virus has changed so many people's lives So many people's reality in their business world. It's changed so much. But I want to tell you, the day that changed everything. History and humanity was never the same because of the announcement of this angel. Because of this stone being rolled away. But because of the reality that Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the grave. He is victorious today. So come on right now. Let's pray together. Let's add our faith. And let's believe that God will come this Easter and speak to our heart. Come on, bow your heads wherever you are. Jesus, we thank you that you are gracious. We thank you that you are kind. We thank you that you are loving. We thank you that you are a good God. We ask by the power of your Spirit that you would open up our eyes so we can see you today. Open up our ears so we can hear you today. We thank you that Jesus, this Easter, we are reminded that the stone was rolled away, that you got up out of the grave. You are the victorious one. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word we thank you for who you are we thank you that you are a good God in Jesus name and everybody said together amen and amen come on across the chats come on let's give a big amen right here our little skeleton crew we got amens going right here but when I think about that thought the day that changed everything so many days in history have been significant in the world I wrote down a few that I just thought about The days that changed everything. How about this one? August 28th, 1963. The day that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gives his I Have a Dream speech. What about July 20th, 1969? We put a man on the moon that was one giant leap for mankind. What about April 1st, 1976? Apple boots up. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of Apple. And it worked. How about this one? Oh, no, November 9th, 1989, the Berlin Wall comes down. I'm thinking about a significant day, September 11th, 2001. How about just this last year, a day that changed everything, especially here in Los Angeles, just this last year, the day that Kobe Bryant passed away. I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget the moment of hearing that news. There are days in history that have changed everything everything but none have been more significant none have changed everything truly for the history of humanity like this day this day when the angel appears to the, these two girls and announces for the first time just as he said he was going to do he actually did he rose victoriously this changed everything because the reality is that if he just died a lot of people have died. In fact, Good Friday happened, and we honor the the death of Jesus, but let me just encourage you today. It's not just his death that we're remembering this Easter. It's his resurrection that we're paying tribute to. If he just dies, he's just another good prophet. If he just dies, he's just another man with a great message, but the fact that he rose from the grave I'm telling you, your salvation is in this day. Your healing is in this day. The fact that he went down, defeated the grave, defeated death, and he overcame all of our sin. When he rose victorious, I'm telling you, this changed everything. There are days in our life that change everything. It's not just for Jesus, but it's for you and I. In I'm going to give you three things to write down today, Easter 2020, to encourage you. Write down number one. There are days that mark us. Some days just, they just mark you. They're like, I'm never going to be the same after today. Around our table with our boys, when we get dinner together, and we're doing that a lot these days. <laughs> when we get dinner together, we go around. I mix up the order. Sometimes We go youngest to oldest. Sometimes we go oldest to youngest. When we start with the youngest, I ask him all the time, what is his high and what is his low? We do highs and lows in our family. I ask the two-year-old, what is your high? And he repeats his brothers. He says, high of the day, dinner. Can't say it very well. I said, what is your low today? Two years old. He goes, no lows. He can talk that well. We go around and we talk about the high and we talk about the low, because I'm trying to dig, and I'm trying to discover in my family, was there a day that happened right now that marked you? Are you marked by this day? I'm just telling you right now, God is in the days. In Genesis, when God created the heavens and the earth, when he created the stars and the moon, when God created the whole earth, he created morning and night. He created night, and he he created light. I'm just telling you, God is in the days. Watch what it says here. In Psalm 118. I love this scripture. Psalm 118 24. This is the day the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. God is so into days that he actually has determined the days that you will live here on earth. God, if he wanted you, he could have had you been born in another century. He could have had you been born in another era, but he had you be born at such a time as this. Watch what it says in Acts. It says in Acts 17, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out Their appointed times or days in history and the boundaries of their lands. God is in today's because he knows that a day can mark your life. You got a high or you got a low. These days are filled with all kinds of questions, all kinds of wonder. When is this going to change? What is going to happen to have a good day is like everything right now. A bad day is common. If you have a bad day during the virus, we're like, we get it, we understand. My six-year-old just this week was very weepy and cry and not himself. And I came, he was, we brag, he's been doing the best this whole virus. He's above all of our kids been crushing it. He's really emotional and crying. I go to my man, I said, Man, you've been killing it this whole time. Today, what is wrong with you? He says, Dad, I'm really tired. I think I've been staying up too late partying every night. I need to go to bed. I'm like, my man, I get it. Emotional. It's a bad day. The reality is, is that you've had some days that were good, and you've had some days that are bad, but you got to make a decision that this is the day the Lord has made. God has asked me to live In this era, I am going to be a part of history right now. And because this is his day, I am going to do the best with the day that he's given me. That's why the Bible literally says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What is promised is that you get to have a day today. In fact, for some of you that are watching and tuning in, maybe this is the day of salvation the day that you'll turn to God. Oh, I love this verse here in, in second Corinthians for he says in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Maybe it's a day of reconciliation. Maybe it's a day of forgiveness. Maybe it's a day of freedom. Maybe it's a day of saying, you know what? For the first time, since the virus has struck and I've been quarantined, I'm going to work out. <laughs> nah, let's do it tomorrow, not today. But days can mark us. And I can look back in my life and I can think about days. Those are significant days. September 21st. Do you remember the 21st night of September? September. Like, Chad, you can't dance. Don't even do that on Easter. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit excited. I'm remembering on my wedding anniversary and the night that Julie and I got married, September 21st. I can remember October 2nd when my Winston was born. I can remember December 2nd when my Georgia was born. I can remember uh, February 4th when my Clive was born. He was born on Super Bowl Sunday. He waited until after the game. That's how you know he's my kid. I can remember September 28th. When my maverick Montgomery was born right here in UCLA Hospital, these were days that marked me. Days when I got a doctor's report. Days when I moved my family to Los Angeles. Days when I said yes to the call of God in my life. Days when I received the word of the Lord. Days when I said yes, I repent. Days when I said, Lord, I'll forgive that person. Days mark us. This is the day that changed everything. I wonder if today could change you. Because days can, can mark us. But you ever notice how it's like something can happen in a day, and by like 10 a.m., you're like, all right, that was a lot. Got in a car accident. Let's call it a day. You're like, it's 10.30. Yep, let's go to Panera Bread. Let's get pickup. It's, it's been a day. We're done. You we haven't even finished a whole day. Because sometimes it's not the day. That marked you. Write down number two. It's the moment that defines you. Moments have this ability of defining our life. I want to encourage you this Easter. You are living by one life defining moment to the next. And in faith, we believe it's one God moment to the next God moment. You are changed from glory to glory. What is that? That's God moment to God moment. God is changing you from one defining moment to the next defining moment. And these moments in time can define your life. Oh, I'm just telling you all throughout the Bible, there's all kinds of people that had defining moments. I'm telling you, David walks up to Goliath and he faces that giant. And he says, you're coming down today. He whips that thing and I'm telling you it's a defining moment what about Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they say you can throw us into the fiery furnace it doesn't matter even if our God doesn't show up we're not bowing down to a false God it's a defining moment what about Joseph when he saw his brothers for the first time and they showed up a defining moment he gives them forgiveness what about Nehemiah when they find the Bible for the first time it's a defining moment and all of Israel weeps because they did not know the Lord what about Moses when he comes to the Red Sea and he's like God, are you in this? They lift his hands. It's a defining moment. Defining moments happen all throughout the Bible, and defining moments are happening right here and now. So listen, there is a moment that is happening in history, but there is a moment that is happening in your home. There is a moment that is happening in your heart, and you're going to be, you're going to be defined by these moments of decision moments of destiny moments of stepping up and stepping into what God has for you I just love this about Jesus because Jesus knew his moment what a moment just think about passion week comes in on a donkey some branches not the best moment Comes in, Pontius Pilate keeps cross examining him and asking him, Are you really God? Not a great moment. What about the moment when he stands there and there's a thief named Barabbas next to him and the crowd's like, Let that guy go, crucify Jesus? Not the best moment. What about when Jesus is trying to carry his cross? And he's got no strength in him. So another guy has, I'm telling you, he's had bad moment after bad moment. But I'm telling you, it was the burden that was on his life for the blessing that would unfold. He was not defined by the negative. He was defined by the blessing. He was defined by the moment that was about to happen. The moment when that stone would be rolled away. That moment when that angel would announce it. That moment when salvation would be sealed. Come on, right now in the chat rooms. I want you to go crazy. I want you to say amen. This Easter, he is defined... Not by his death, but by his life. Not by the cross, but by his resurrection. And so will you. You're not defined by your abuse. You're not defined by your rejection. You're not defined by your sin. You're not defined by your past. You are defined by this moment right now. You are defined by the word of the Lord. You are defined by the cross. You are defined by the reality of grace at work in your life. Because God works this way. He works moment to moment in your life. You might be like, man, 2020, I love, right now the internet is undefeated. The internet in 2020, everybody's like, give 2020 back. But I'm telling you, the Bible says in Psalm 65, he crowns the year with goodness. What if your breakthrough and what if your moment is just about to happen? We're not defined by the moments of January, February, or March. You're stepping into a new day and a new moment. And it's going to be this day. And it's going to be this moment that has marked you and will define you. You are defined by the blood of Jesus. You are defined by the cross of Calvary. You are defined by the Holy Spirit. You are defined as the righteousness of God. You are not defined by the negative. You are defined by the positive. You are a child of the Most High God. Come on on Easter 2020. Let's just thank God for the reality reality of grace the woman at the well is she defined by all the men that she slept with or is she defined by being changed by grace the woman with the issue of blood is she defined by 12 years of bleeding or is she defined by the healing power that touched her life blind Bartimaeus is he defined by being blind or is he defined by by Jesus touching his eyes and giving him his eyesight. The man that was literally lowered, crippled, through the roof. Is he defined by being crippled? Or is he defined by what Jesus did in his life? You are not defined by your blindness, your crippledness, your weakness, your mistake. What you did last year, you are defined by the reality of Easter. The reality of Jesus. This is, this is a day. And this is a moment And you are being defined. Oh, I love this. Read with me this scripture right here in John 19. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. What a moment. What a moment in history. What a moment. Think about the cross and the blood that ran down his cheeks. This moment is when our God chose us over Himself. You're defined by the sacrifice of Jesus. What a moment. Mary and Mary going like, man, we don't got keys. It's early Sunday. How are we going to get in to big stone? Wait, what? The stone's been rolled away? Who is this guy sitting in this tomb? It's an angel, and he's announcing he has risen victoriously. Go tell Peter. Go tell the disciples. This moment is going to define you. It's not going to define Thomas. He's going to doubt. It's not going to define some of the other disciples. But this moment is going to, it's going to strike in the heart of Mary. It's going to define who they are for the rest of their life. And just as Jesus was revealed to Mary and Mary this Easter, Jesus is being revealed to you. Because days, they mark us, but moments, they define us. But to be encouraged today, write down number three, I love this. Decisions can unleash us. We got decisions to make. I wanna tell you right now, even as you're quarantined, the big decisions are not just on politicians, they're not just on mayors and governors and superintendents, police chiefs, it's not just on your boss. You've got, while you're there, While you're quarantined, while you are in the midst of your struggle, you've got decisions that are going to lock you up, or you've got to make a decision that's going to unleash your future. It's not just up to others that have to make a decision right now. You have to make a decision, and you got to make decisions that will not bind you, because the enemy wants to do everything he can to bind you and then blind you. But God wants to free you and give you vision. So I got to make decisions of freedom, decisions of faith. I'm not choosing anxiety. I'm choosing worship. I'm not choosing fear. I'm choosing my faith. Oh, Let me just give you a few things you're going to decide while you're quarantined, while the virus is going through in the midst of this pandemic, decisions that will unleash you. Why don't you make the decision? Number one, decision to trust God. Matthew 6, I love this scripture. It says that literally in Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. I'm choosing. I'm not going to worry. Can't control tomorrow. I don't know where the economy is going to go. I don't know what the future looks like. I am making a decision to not worry about tomorrow. I'm in today. I'm living in this moment. I'm making the decision to trust in God, to look to God. It's amazing. Few times we look to God while we're on the mountaintop of success. But I'm telling you, you get in the valley of despair and you're like, where's God? Where's God? Is God good? It's just amazing. So why don't we turn to God and trust in God? Make a decision in the valley, in the quarantine. Make the decision to forgive others. Matthew 5, look at this. Oh, I love this scripture. Verse 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Maybe you're like, man, this quarantine, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my bank account. Who am I preaching to this Easter? But even if you have enemies, even if they are in your home, I'm making a decision that will unleash my best future. I forgive. I will bless. I will love. I will be an avenue and a conduit of positivity, of faith, of help. And I'm making the decision. Oh, I love the third decision. I'm just deciding. God is for me. Who can be against me? Romans chapter 8, 31 literally says, If God is for us, who can be against us? You gotta have a little bit, faith is an attitude. You gotta have a little bit of swag in the storm and say, I know God is real. I know God is good, and so this is my day. I'm in it. This is the moment. I'll define it. The moment's not going to define me. I'm going to define the moment because I make a choice. I make a decision. Your destiny is attached to your decision. So I want a destiny of favor. I want a destiny of blessing. I want my future to be bright. When you get out of the quarantine, it will be revealed what you decided. Mainly, did you decide to work out or not? Because I've made a decision to consume an obnoxious amount of carbs. And it is showing. I have unlocked my best body. Sorry, I have locked up my best body. But I want to encourage you. Days can mark you. Moments can define you. Worship team, you can come join me. But decisions can unleash you i wonder if you're making decisions right now easter 2020 that you're going to literally see the dividends off the investment you're making right now because i'm telling you god's got a future god's got a plan if you're wondering if god's in control yes he is god is in control He knows the end from the beginning. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. And he is simultaneously the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So we just know God's got this. He's going to see me through. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This moment is not bigger than God. God is greater than this moment I'm in. So I'm going to let the moment, the glory moment define me. I will not be defined by a pandemic. I will not be defined by sickness. I will not be defined by poverty. I am defined by the mark of heaven. And in this moment, in this hour, I've got a decision to make. So I choose faith. I choose grace. I choose Jesus. I choose to be planted in the house of God. I choose to bless those that curse me. I choose to decide my attitude. If God is for me, who can be against me? I love Jesus. Because on Easter 2020, we remember that there were decisions that he had to make. He had to make that decision to lay down his life in the garden of Gethsemane. He says to his father, I don't want to do this. Let this cup pass, but I decide to unleash my future. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus made a decision when he's in front of Pontius Pilate, and Pontius Pilate's accusing him and cross-examining him, and it says that Jesus, he would hold his breath and just not even answer. He made a decision to unleash his future. When the crowds were chanting, give us Barabbas! Jesus made the decision not to retaliate or shout back. He made the decision to hold his peace. Like a lamb that was led to the slaughter, he did not raise his voice. Why? Because Jesus knew who he was. This was his greatest burden. It was his greatest blessing. He knew that there was something on his life. And to unleash uh, everlasting life, to unleash salvation, to unleash the Holy Spirit, the divine encourager, he had to suffer through it. I want to encourage you. You might be going through burden. There's blessing on the other side. Oh, be encouraged. Be encouraged because this is His day. Be encouraged. This is God's moment. And be encouraged. Your destiny is attached to your decision. We are deciding to trust in God. You're like, man, you don't even know what my day looks like. You don't even know what these moments in my head have been like. Preacher, you don't understand where I'm coming from you're right I don't I've never walked in your shoes I don't know your battles and I don't know your pain and I've never been one day in the midst of your circumstance but I do know this you have a decision to make and you can choose bitterness or you can choose freedom you can drink from the cup of shame and guilt and condemnation or you can drink from the cup of salvation that will wash you as white as snow. Romans 10, verse 9, hear me today. Friend, wherever you're streaming in from, Facebook, YouTube, Zoe Church, wherever you join us, hear me today. It says, if you confess, let's just say it this way, if you decide, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, Jesus is Lord. You just unleashed the reality of heaven in your life. You just received everlasting life for your soul. When you die, ushered into heaven for eternity, all because of a decision. This is the day of salvation. This is the moment that will define you. And this is the decision that will unlock and unleash the destiny that God has has always had for you. We're celebrating today not because Jesus died on a cross. We're celebrating today because he rose from the grave and in his resurrection, you and I, we can resurrect from death to life. We can resurrect from that old man to that new man. In one decision, all things pass away and all things become brand new. One decision, you become the righteousness of God. I want to encourage you right now make the greatest decision you could ever make and that is choosing jesus that is receiving grace so come on church right now let's pray together jesus we're my